0: Enoch's door. You know about Enoch? Enoched and then he wasn't. You know why? Because he was inoculated. He got so drunk out of his flesh that he learned how to fly in a whirlwind. The new wine is what purifies your mind from unrighteousness. How do we learn about the things of heaven? Proverbs 25, verse 2, tells us, this is the Passion Translation. Proverbs 25, verse 2, in the Passion Translation God conceals the revelation of His Word in the hiding place of His glory. He actually separated the revelation from the earth and hid it in His glory. That's why most people just bring the dry, dead letter. And it's not a living, active, energized word because revelation was separated from the natural realm. And the honor of kings is revealed to all by how they thoroughly mine out, mine out, like searching for gemstones, mine out the deeper meaning of all that God says. I'll say it one more time. God conceals the revelation of his word in the hiding place of his glory. But the honor of kings is revealed to all by how they thoroughly mine out the deeper meaning of all that God says. So literally, all the revelations of God, the eagle's wings that you attach your soul to, that lifts your soul into higher realms, are hidden in the glory. Which means you can't know anything about God unless you're in the glory realm. Because all the revelation of God is hidden in the glory. How many people just read this book and it's boring? You know? And you got all kinds of translations. i got 140 translations behind me. I've read them all. And you could read them for a million years and there'd be no life in it unless you go into the glory and find the revelation and it literally says mining it out. This is the accurate translation of the Hebrew. Brian Simmons wasn't just, you know, exaggerating when he translated this. He was bringing the deepest richest meaning of the Hebrew of Proverbs 25:2. People are about to discover the glory in a way they've never understood in their whole lives. This is what you've been looking for. What you've been looking for is not so much in the gifts of the spirit The charismatic church has the same amount of problems as the world does. In fact, there's a higher divorce rate in the Pentecostal charismatic church than there is in the world by 1%. True story. So you have all the same worldly problems in the gifts. The place where you actually enter the promised land is in the glory, beyond the gifts, in a deeper realm of God. That's when you start to have revelation of the glory realm, and you get to know your Heavenly Father's goodness on an intimate, deep level, hiding your very soul in the cleft of the rock, in the hidden place of your heart. And there's the stairway of the heart. It's Jacob's ladder in your heart. And no enemy can enter the secret place. Song of Solomon, chapter 2, there's a the secret stairway of the heart, and it's the secret place of intimacy with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in your heart. That's the place where there's no warfare. Most of the warfare that Christians encounter is because they get their souls attached to religion. And they start fighting ground warfare. They start fighting demons they don't need to fight. You need, your battles are won by intimacy in your heart with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. When your cup overflows, the Bible says, Revelation, or Psalms 23, He prepares a table in the presence of your enemies and my cup overflows upon them. So all spiritual warfare is is won by the overflow of your cup out of the intimacy with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in your heart. And then that wine, which is the wine press, presses at your enemy's flesh and it drives the demons out of them so that you even have peace with your enemies, it is written. So all you got to do is develop a deeper intimacy with the Father in your heart. Specifically, the revelation of the Father because the Spirit of Elijah restores the sons and the daughters to the Father. We read about King David, how he got all the stuff robbed by the Amalekites, and he went and he retrieved all the sons, the Bible says, and all the daughters, and David, representing the anointing, the anointing recovered all. Or you could say the spirit of Elijah recovered all. Or you could say the spirit of Moses, the apostolic and the prophetic witness, now coming forth, recovers all. All sons, all daughters, all nations, all tribes, all tongues, back to the Father. Why all tongues? Because out of the heart the mouth speaks. People have been speaking stuff over their own lives, causing warfare they never needed to have. <laughs> when you only speak the tongues of fire, you're only gonna have good things in your life. Yeah, the enemy might come. But so what? You got tongues of fire, you got the sword of the spirit. As soon as you resist the devil, loose! He flees from you. in Jesus name as soon as you resist the devil he flees from you in Jesus name because the tongues of fire remove the black and white tongues of Satan and his angels and no curse could ever kindle upon the tongues of fire because you are God's beloved you are accepted into the beloved You are loved by God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and the revelation of the Father and the revelation of the Son and the revelation of the New Jerusalem where your name is written is upon your foreheads. It's upon your heads. And it just sifts everything out of your flesh in crystal clear silver water. The silver water is what purifies your flesh from the snakes in the garden. Because even though your spirit's born again, a lot of people need a lot of healing and deliverance. I deal in deliverance every day for 20 years. I got so delivered. I went through three months of Minnesota Teen Challenge where they drove demons out of me every other day for two hours for three months. And then I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, sealed with the Holy Spirit and started speaking in tongues. i never heard of tongues before. My only exposure to Christianity before that had been Catholicism. I didn't know there was any gifts. I ran to the pastors. I said, what is this? They said, that's the gift of tongues. It's your prayer language, so your spirit can talk to your Heavenly Father and bypass the unrenewed parts of your mind. Perfect communication with the Godhead. And you keep praying in the Spirit, building your spirit up in the most holy faith, and it will lift up your soul into higher realms. Praying always in the Holy Spirit. He's the lifter of your souls. When you pray in the Spirit, when you're in the river of the Spirit of grace, it lifts up your mind above the snake line, above everything that has tormented you, and they're all hurts. They're literally hurts in your soul, hurts in your belly in the breath. Another thing I wanted to read, Hebrews 4.12. Check this out. This is in the Amplified Classic, huh? You got to get this. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life soul and the immortal spirit. So the spirit, the sword of the spirit, the word of God, it penetrates to the dividing line of the breath of life soul. That's what it says. Breath of life soul. So the breath, the ruach, that's your soul, and the immortal spirit. And you can see, I was seeing this today, my spirit coming through my soul. When you're in blood covenant with God the Father, it's all about your chest cavity. People want to make it about their head. It's not your head. It's all about the heart. Old Testament was about the head. They put the little phylacteries on. They would hang the scripture over their eyes and they put it into their head. Head, head, head. Head knowledge. Head knowledge. Scripture. In the new covenant, it's all about the heart. Jesus Christ in the Gospels never ministered to the head. He always flung the word like seed into their hearts. A sower sows seed where? Into the soil of the heart. So that the twelve stones of the high priest, Jesus Christ, can be on your breastplate of righteousness. That's the foundation of the kingdom of heaven, heavenly Jerusalem, new Jerusalem, written on your bodies, with the 12 stones of Jesus Christ, your new heart in Christ. So those are revelation stones. Those are living stones. Those are burning stones. Those are the foundation stones. That's the building upon the solid rock. When you build upon the solid rock of the kingdom of heaven in your heart, nothing could ever shake you. But everything that can be shaken will be shaken. But if you build upon the solid rock, Well, then, guess what? The storms actually promote you. How many of y'all know eagles love storms? Did you know it? In the natural, eagles will search for storms because they love the whirlwind. They like to take all the funnel clouds, they'll go above the lightning. They'll ride, they'll literally ride the lightning. And they'll take all the cyclones, they'll take all the swirlings, they'll take the thunderstorms, they'll look for the storms. You know, the Eagles are crazy, but in a good way. You know, honestly, the last 13 years, we've looked for storms, haven't we? We've picked a fight with a different demon every day of every broadcast for 13 years. Why? Because I love the storms. That's what takes you higher. You just look for the enemies, and you go over there, and you fly through the storm, and you go higher and higher and higher, and you just rain the love and the grace of the Father down upon all flesh on the earth and just whack all the lies of the enemy right out of their souls right out of the breath of their soul and right out of their immortal spirit see God is spirit and his covenant with you is in your immortal spirit God the Father is also his spirit just like your spirit you're created in the image of God now you physically even look like God that's why Satan and his angels hate you so much because every time they look at you they see God now, when, we, when you look at yourself, do you see God? When you get your mind re- renewed, you do. You look even physically. You know? and, I'm like, and I'm like, really? Even that person looks like the Father? Yep. Every single person, 8 billion, physically looks like the Father. You can see the resemblance. That No doubt, these are the yeah. sons and daughters of God, even while their souls are in darkness. They don't know who they are yet. So you give them revelation by searching for it, Proverbs 25, verse 2, by going into the glory, intimacy in the secret place of the heart, and you have all the revelations to get them out of darkness. Revelation into your spirit and into your soul is what lifts your soul above the storms on the wings of eagles, rising the lifter of your heads, the lifter of your souls, above the realm of the dead to live in the glory. That's why we go into the glory, not just so we can be blessed, not so we can just feel tingles. You know, the tingles are great, and I love the goosebumps and the glory, and I love being high, and I love the ecstasies of God, but we we go into the glory, we go deeper into the glory so that we have more revelation to set the captives free in their own soul, in their own breath. You put it right into their belly. You fling the word right into their heart. In Hebrew, if you study out what heart means in Proverbs, out of the heart the mouth speaks, Proverbs says, The word word heart there in Hebrew means the breath of life, soul. The breath of life, soul. Heart means soul. What? Are you trying to confuse this guy? No. You've already been confused by Babylon the Great. Babylon the Great means great confusion. You're coming out of the confusion that your soul is in your breath. That's the influence and the flesh counts for nothing. We've been trying to do it in the brain. Now we're going to do it in the breath. And we're going to do it in the glory. And we're going to do it in the revelation. And we're going to go deeper in the glory and get more revelation. We're going to look for storms. There's so many prophets here. Really, this many prophets? Yes, this many prophets. 144,000 prophets. <laughs> you know? And with the prophetic. With the prophetic anointing. So, you don't have to be a prophet to have the prophetic anointing because everyone that's alive is alive by prophetic anointing. Revelation is alive because it's the prophetic word, it's the living word. It's the active, operative, energizing, effective, fervent word of His fire and His heat and His glory. And it's inside every word that is spoken out of intimacy with the Godhead. When you speak out of intimacy, then the word is alive. If it's spoken out of your heart, it's energized. If it's spoken out of just your head and an idea and a gnosis and a tree of the knowledge of good and evil, then it's just external religion. It's actually fallen angel activity. But when it's spoken out of the secret place of the heart, out of intimacy, that's what makes it alive. It's the evidence that you've been intimate with Jesus, your bridegroom king. The wise virgins, they come into the marriage chambers and guess what? He consummates the marriage, doesn't he? With what? His glory? And that's where all the revelation is? He's a virgin, and he'll be a virgin for eternity. He's the king of glory. He's the high priest and apostle of our faith. Jesus Christ, the righteous one, also known as Melchizedek. (laughs) the priesthood of God the Father's golden throne, and you can grab the four horns of His altar and pull it right into your heart and sacrifice your soul today to the living God and burn in holy fire. Burn. Is there any cap? Is there any do's and don'ts in the burning? Or just flowing because you're burning when you're so possessed with the Father, it's so obvious what you are to do in life. The only reason why people need the do's and don'ts and the rules and regulations is because they're so low in religion, because they're so much in the carnal Christianity of the flesh. But once your heart is bound with cords to the horns of the altar, as it's written, the golden altar before his throne is always burning with the seven torches of God, then your heart is carried by the Holy Spirit. You know? Peter, when you were younger, you went and did whatever you wanted. But when you're older, someone stronger than you will bind you and take you places you don't want to go. John 21, it is written. So when you're a young Christian or an immature Christian or a rebellious Christian, you do whatever you want, Peter. But when you're more mature, when you start to get into the wisdom of the ages, when you start to get into the training of righteousness, when you start to get into the actual calling of the prophetic and the apostolic that's been in your belly... Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you and what he conceived you to do in the eternal realm, even manifesting it into the natural realm. When he starts manifesting that whole realm of his ability through you, that's when you start to become mature. When you start to awaken and take serious the things of the kingdom and the things of the power and things of the glory realms. And it's all based on intimacy. How much you yada him. He says to those who are workers, I don't know you. He wants to know you. The word know in Hebrew is yada. Have deep intimacy with in the heart. The spirit of adoption by which we cry, Abba, Dad, Dad. The most endearing term for a father that we cry because we're filled with the spirit of adoption, which is the seven spirits of God. In Roman times when Paul wrote that, Yet you need seven signatures to be adopted as a Roman citizen. Seven signatures, true story. So it's the seven spirits of God that's the spirit of adoption, God's sevenfold Holy Spirit, which is the rainbow of Noah's Ark and the rainbow of the mind of Christ coming out of your soul, coming out of your belly. And just whacking everyone's flesh and resting upon the seat of their senses, upon their heads, the grace and the love of the Heavenly Father, and that's what causes great harvests. Until a people group manifests that kind of love and grace, I mean, people are just going to feel beat up by religion. You don't love me, I'm condemned, you want me to change. Well, when you feel the love of the Father that strongly in the rainbow of the mind of Christ in the soul of God the Father coming out of your belly like a river, guess what? You're not going to question love anymore. You're going to feel the love. You're going to experience the love. You're going to go deeper in the love. You're going to live in the realm of Eden. The realm of Eden is where we have unity of the brethren because no one is an orphan anymore. Everyone knows they're adopted, and everyone's crying, Abba, Father, Dad. Everyone has the same father. Go and recover all sons and daughters. How do you recover all sons and daughters? You have to be recovered yourself. You have to be healed in your own soul, healed in your own breath, healed in your own spirit, healed in your own mind, having a cleansed conscience from dead works. Have you learned to love at the Father's level of love? Some have. They're the leaders. And teaching everyone how to love unconditionally, perfectly, and be adopted and be filled with revelation and to go deeper in the glory and find out who they are in Christ, to live in the cleft of the rock, to live in the hidden place of the heart with Jesus. Because they're full of oil so they know Him intimately. They yada Him. The wise virgins. We're wise virgins. And you know what? We've been intimate with Him for so long that we're birthing sonship. You know? That's really actually the revelation of the bride is when you're full of the Holy Spirit, you're faithful to the power of the Holy Spirit in your heart. And you've been in the marriage chambers and there's some evidence of intimacy because you're all stretched out and birthing the son of God in power out of your belly every second of every day. You know, manifesting God the Father out of your spirit, out of your innermost being, flowing springs and rivers, but of this he spoke of the Holy Ghost. John 7:38. Amplified Classic. It actually says springs and rivers of the Holy Ghost. Where? Out of your innermost being. Where's your innermost being? Your belly. <laughs> Where you give birth to. Stretching out your spirit, stretching out your soul. The word of God separating the immortal breath with your immortal spirit. Separate, which is the the growing of the tree of life in the breastplate of righteousness in the 12 stones of the high priest, the foundation of heavenly Jerusalem, building upon the solid rock, which is Christ on which we stand, standing in the kingdom, instead of in Egypt, which is like new to 99% of all Christians in the world right now. But they're going to learn, because there's a lot of catching up to do. There's an acceleration to, to make up all the time the canker worm has eaten. The canker worm has eaten so many days. I mean, I hang around people that have wasted 40 years in religion and don't even have a foundation of the kingdom on their breastplate. They don't have the 12 stones of the, of the New Jerusalem. They don't know the high priest and apostle of glory in their heart with intimacy. But now you will. He will restore and recover all, the sons and daughters and the plunder. And what has stolen the sons and daughters? What has stolen the plunder? Religion. Only religion. Rebellion is a byproduct of religion. The only reason why there is immorality is because of the sorcery of the witchcraft of Galatians 3, verses 1 through 3, having begun in the spirit, trying to finish in the flesh. And the flesh is the brain. The carnal mind, Romans 8, that wars against the mind of Christ. And the mind of Christ is the seven spirits of God, the rainbow coming out of your belly. So guess what? The Almighty is much stronger than the carnal mind, but there's a war. And we've been fighting that war against the carnal mind for 13 years in full-time ministry, and we're winning. That's why we're starting to see some new people in the beginning of the Great Harvest, is because you cannot defeat the mind of Christ. If you fortify your soul in the river of life and you don't back down to the intimidation of the religious demon or the sorcery or immorality of Jezebel, you will stand in the day of the Lord and... A thousand will fall by your side. Ten thousand at your right hand. But it will not touch you, it is written. Psalms 91, because you dwell under the shadow of the Almighty in the wings of His angels, the feathers. And they will guard you, lest you dash your foot against a rock. Uh, Which means you won't stumble anymore. Your whole path, Job 29, will be laden in oil and butter, which is the anointing oil of the tree of life. Because now you're under the apostolic covering of Jesus. We shared the verses all over social media about the Apostle Jesus and the Apostle Moses. How many of y'all want the Apostle Jesus to cover your head with fresh anointing? The leaves that never wither, the, the leaves that never run dry. They have enough anointing to prosper your souls through everything in earth, and you can make it through every storm. In fact, it will destroy the storms. The warfare against your soul will cease and you can live in the promised land and enter eternal Sabbath day's rest with the apostolic covering of Jesus. (laughs) The anointed one dripping anointing. He is the olive tree of life and you can eat from the tree of life. What is eating from the tree of life? Being attached to the vine and bearing fruit. In other words, going into the glory realm and getting revelation of his word. When your soul is engrafted, Romans 11 speaks of all the Gentiles engrafted into the tree of life and the Jews cut off because they didn't believe in Messiah and they'll be engrafted in later, the Bible says. But since all of this Gentile harvest comes in now, worldwide, the engraftation into the tree of life is by fire and it's holy fire and it's the fire of the purification of the soul of your your breath. Right in your belly so that there's mental clarity we've been trying to do it in our brain and it won't work you try to do it in your brain you will work at it 50 years and not get a breakthrough you transfer into your belly try to do in your belly try to do right where your wind and your breath is like if you knock the wind out of someone well then their spirit pops out of their body and they fly away the wind and the breath is the soul of the human being It's true. That's their personality, their attributes. We've been trying to do it in the brain just like witches. It's not based on the flesh. That's how the fallen angels work within flesh. Is because you give them your flesh by being deceived and believing their lies. When you start working in your immortal breath and your eternal spirit and you start working in your heart and in the breastplate of the foundation stones of New Jerusalem and the high priest and apostle of glory, then you take back what he stole from you and you recover all because you're no longer Deceived. Amen. You're no longer deceived because you went into the glory, you heard the prophetic word, you believed the prophet of God, and it activated revelation and started to burn out the lies and remove the flies and capture the little foxes spoiling the vineyard of intimacy in your heart. And you had mental clarity like a crystal clear river of life proceeding from the throne of God and the Lamb. In Jesus' name. Amen. So there is a river flowing from the throne. And in that river is everything you need for life and godliness. All we need to do is give our souls and our minds and our flesh and our whole realm and everything, our bones and blood, right into the river, right into the (laughs) throne. And the throne is in your belly. The throne is inside your spirit, through your soul, in your spirit. It's true. In the fall, the spirit, the spirit was buried under the soul. But in the resurrection, the spirit comes forth through the soul. That's the renewing of your mind. And then comes out the flesh. And then you could say like Jesus, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he manifested an explosion of the river from within him. The throne of the Father manifested from his belly. That's why he was teaching on that, because he was experiencing it himself. And he's the firstborn amongst many that know the Father within them. We've known the Father a little bit on the outside. Now we're going to know Him a lot on the inside as the temples of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, it is written. Temple of the Holy Spirit as the Holy of Holies. That's the throne of God and the Lamb in your belly. And then it goes through your soul the inner court, and it goes out your outer court, your body, your five natural senses glorified so you can release all the kingdom of heaven out of all your gates with the crown of life sitting on the seat of your senses on your head and you can love everyone perfectly because he first loved you and he's taken up residency inside your spirit and you've learned to yield your soul to him and yield your mind, will, and emotions to him so that he can be himself through you and love everyone perfectly. Heal every sick person. Deliver nations. Pastor nations. Raise the dead. Cleanse the lepers. And drive out demons. But do not rejoice that you have power over snakes and scorpions, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Because now your name, or... The revelation of who you are as a creature is no longer earthly, but heavenly. Now you're acting like the heavenly kind. You've looked like God. You've bore the image of God. Now you'll act like God. You'll know God. You'll have intimacy with God. And you'll be just like God in every way. That's in the glory. That's what's hidden in the glory that you discover in your own heart by intimacy with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in Jesus' mighty name. We love you guys. Be blessed. Partner with Retherman Ministries. ratherman.com We'll see you tomorrow.